Glow My God is brought to you by Afterglow ATX, a digital music publication in Austin, Texas. Read the entirety of our content at afterglowatx.com and follow us on all social media at afterglowatx. Hi guys, and welcome to the third episode of Glow My God, an Afterglow ATX official podcast serving the hottest takes about what's next in your queue. I am your host, Zoe Jadilla, and I'm also the co-editor-in-chief of Afterglow, and today's guests are Afterglow content editor Lauren Cook and managing editor Casey Clark. Today, we'll be talking about all things Kanye West and Jesus is King, which has officially debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart, and is West's ninth in a row to open at the top of the Billboard chart, putting him in a tie with Eminem for the most consecutive number ones. But before we get started, it's time for our first segment, What's New in Music? With What's New in Music, we recount the biggest news in the music industry from the past two weeks. Here's some news that I've been excited about. So, Drake got booed off stage at Tyler the Creator's Camp Flognaw Festival. Fans expected the surprise guest to be Frank Ocean, but instead got Uzi, some others, and eventually Drake. In the end, though, Drake had a good attitude about it and joked it off in an Instagram post. And Tyler, the creator, responded on Twitter with a long chain of tweets um, saying that it was pretty funny, (laughs) but also disrespectful to our guests. Understandable, coming from Tyler's side. Taylor Swift claims her former label, Big Machine Records, won't let her perform her hits on her first six albums. The record label owns the recording of those albums, headed by Scooter Braun, and has allegedly prohibited Taylor from performing a mashup of songs that she was prepared to play at the American Music Awards later this month. Big Machine Records, owned by Scott Borchetta and Scooter Braun, denies the allegations and claims Taylor is making everything up. What side are you on? Indie rock legend The Killers have announced they will be releasing their sixth studio album in spring 2020. The album is titled Imploding the Mirage. Sounds interesting. Um, They also have announced a new UK tour for dates in summer 2020 with more info to follow. If you're a killer stan, this comes as really exciting news for you. on to our save skip repeat of the week where our guests say what they've been listening to and or avoiding i have been listening to they say by hoops and i would say that because the band has been on hiatus for two years and very surprisingly dropped a new single i would skip the new mr wife song i don't even know the name um i used to be a really big fan but sadly it's not it's not a thing anymore Um, I would repeat Fallen Alien by FK Twigs because that entire album is just a masterpiece and it's really, really, really good. And you should read the review that we did for it. Yes, read the review by Miss Lauren Cook sitting (laughs) with me here today. Lauren, what would you save, skip, and repeat? 
I'm glad you asked. Uh, so I would say You'll Love by Vince Staple, Six Lack or Black, depending on how you prefer it, and Mariba. I would skip Reason to Be Reasonable by Peter, Bjorn, and John. Uh, similar to Zoe, used to be a big fan of them, but now not so much. Um, and then on repeat, I have Taryn by French pop singer Angel. Uh, she came out with like an extended album uh, to her debut so it's really good miss casey okay so for my save i would save outer peace the entire album by toro y moi um it was released at the beginning of this year but i just keep going back to it so it's worth saving for sure and then i would skip the new local native single it's called nova they released it today it's not bad but same as y'all i just am not a fan anymore and i used to be so breaks your heart a little bit and then um, for my repeat, I've been repeating Cellophane um, by FKA Twigs off of the new album. That was released as a single, but since the album just came out, I'm still stuck on that one. So it's okay. Amazing. Just amazing. Now we are on to the meat of our podcast, which centers on this week's hot take. Each episode, we will have a special guest that has pitched to us their hot take of the week, and we will have selected their idea to be featured in this episode. And this week, our guests are Casey Clark and Lauren Cook, both longtime Kanye fans who have become disillusioned by his last few years of public outbursts, controversial political views, and just altogether out-of-pocketness. So ladies, what are your thoughts on Kanye? Okay, so it's hard to find where to start with Kanye these days because there's a lot to say. But um, I was reading an NPR review of Jesus is King, and they were just talking about everything there is to talk about with Kanye and the whole culture around him now. And they have this quote, which was, In the decades since, no other pop music figure has drawn such rubbernecking fascination, especially one once West discovered the power of Twitter as an unmediated outlet for self-expression. He inquired, in, he inspires so much public contemplation and condemnation that the release of each new album feels like a performance unto itself, even before the public has heard a note of the music. And I didn't really like that much at all, because um, the article goes on to talk about more of that, but I really wouldn't call his behavior on Twitter and otherwise and TMZ and things like that a performance. Mm -hmm. um, like, I genuinely think, you know, Probably some of it is to do with mental illness. Mm -hmm. Probably a lot of it is to do with him getting away with saying anything he wants. But I think stuff like this really allows him to get away with saying anything he wants. Mm -hmm. Because there, when you say that it's a performance, people want to believe that it's an act. Because right, the for sure. Kanye that we have now and that's around today is very different than who he was when he started making music like the cases with most celebrities, but a lot more dramatically. Mm -hmm. And I think fans really want to hold on to, like, his redeeming qualities, mm -hmm. just like everyone does. I mean, I'm, I've am i been a big fan for a long time, but this stuff he's doing now, a lot of it, I just can't agree with at all. And so I just don't really like them saying that, like, oh, it's all an act, it's all a performance because you have to hold yeah accountable at some point. What was the turning point for you then? When you realize that you can't really back him anymore. Um, when he said slavery is a choice. Mm. Ooh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sloan, you have any thoughts about that? 
Yeah, I mean, it was just stupid. I, like, rewatched that video today because it was, like, an interview with TMZ, if you could even call it that. I don't, He was just, like, going off. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, like, I don't know. I'm, like, currently in, like, a African-American history class, so, like, we're really rehashing like slavery and stuff like that and so just like with that fresh in my mind and like thinking that and how you could call it a choice for sure like no man yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not and like i don't know it's so it oh i feel like a lot of the things he says come from places of ignorance too mm-hmm. because like and like we all knew that but i don't know it's just like when you have that much of like a mouthpiece into like i guess you know, spread your thoughts and people look up to him in a certain way. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, you know, I feel like now he's kind of been seen as someone who's not quite like, you know, someone you can trust to say, but like still like a genius and like the artistic sense. But still, it's just it's like anytime someone with that big of a mouthpiece goes off and says something that's just so incredibly wrong and so incredibly hurtful and anything like that, like it's just like, well, it's gross. Mm -hmm. So. And what about, like, the kind of the use of geniusness and, like, the perception of his mental illness? How has that perception been both negative or, like, in what what ways has it been, like, positive or accurate to that kind of experience, do you think, in the ways that he's been portrayed in media? Like, how do you think him talking about his mental illness has done good and bad things? Yeah. Well, I think it's important to talk about and— his rantings and stuff like that, I think it is kind of clear. When you watch that TMZ video, the long, full one, mm-hmm. it's kind of clear that there's something deeper going on. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's important just the level that he's at for us to see that celebrities are, I mean, it's like corny, but celebrities are people too right. kind of thing, um, especially since his identity now, you know, he's married to a Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Like, it's everything within the public but I think with his albums it kind of follows that too like um starting with the life of Pablo it really switches in from talking about his personal experiences and then bigger cultural climate issues into really focusing about wealth and fame on that album I think Mm -hmm. and then the one we have after that yay I feel like that's when shit kind of really hit the fan yeah. with a lot of this stuff, that time period. And Yeg talks a lot about mental illness and him being bipolar and all these things. But for me, it really kind of hit the wrong note because I felt like a lot of it was trying to excuse him from mm-hmm. these things, the time that it was released at, mm-hmm. what people were talking about with Kanye. He's like, oh, I have, I have mental illness, like forgive me kind of a thing. And right. a lot of people did take that position too I feel like that was actually kind of effective yeah and I don't agree with that because you still have people still have to be responsible especially when they're in a position of power basically Mm -hmm. he has a lot of wealth he has a lot of people looking at him he has a lot of influence um so I don't think that that adds really things positive Mm -hmm. to the larger conversation on mental health And then moving into Jesus is King, I kind of feel like it's almost the same thing. But now it's like, forgive me, I'm Christian. Like, forgive me, I'm a good person. Forgive me, I have morals. Mm -hmm. Where before it was like, oh, forgive me. Like, I'm not sane enough. I can't be held accountable. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, well, I've turned over a new leaf. So 
Because what bothers me about that is that you know, Christianity has a lot of messages about forgiveness, and I think that's good, but he's the one asking to be forgiven. Right. So how can you, I mean, it ends up being hypocritical when you're, like, preaching about forgiveness and you're the one in the position to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just, like, I mean, that's not, it's more like, a, you don't, I mean, you do ask for forgiveness, but I feel like a lot of the time it's, like, you offering others forgiveness. Like, that should be more the stance versus, like, well, I made this mistake. Forgive me. I'm okay. I can rid myself of any sort of convictions and then maybe, like, screw people over again or say something else stupid that I can just be, like, oops, well, I'm Christian. Forgive me. You make mistakes. That's a common thing with with Christianity in my personal experience. No, it, like, it definitely (laughs) is. And I feel like that. It's, like, just another level of entitlement to, right. like, people's forgiveness or, like, I don't know, just, like, taking up space. And um, I just feel like now that he's found, like, this new level of, like, or just, like, the, the you know, the crowd that he's surrounded with, these, like, rich Christians who also kind of have similar views, I feel like it's only going to kind of get worse because now he has this, like, sort of, like... I guess echo board or what is is like I don't know he has like uh, people to kind of like echo the sentiments or this new sort of like belief system that mm-hmm. echoes that so I I feel like this might almost be worse than when he was just like forgive me I'm bipolar yeah, because, yeah I think so too because like people with bipolar like there's a lot of backlash you're like like you know obviously everyone's like battle with mental illness is different but there are people who've like had it who are like no, nah, this still isn't it because you still should, you know, you know, pay attention and like respect people yeah. and like, you know, work to not say <laughs> like right. crazy well, things. It's like people can make mistakes, but they're still apologetic about those yeah. mistakes right. and recognize. But he is like, oh, well, this just like vindicates everything that I do yeah, because I can sure. say this. But yeah, I think that his like brand of Christianity that he's pushing, his ego problems have followed him into it because now there's a lot of stuff um that I just see like on social media and things like that talking about what he's saying about um what Kim can wear what his daughters can wear things like that and what his team can do exactly (laughs) especially in like the music he has some lyrics and on yay too about protecting your daughters and keeping them safe and keeping them from getting corrupted Mm -hmm. and being um tarnished by evil and I feel like that I feel like that um point of view I don't know it just comes off really weird to me it's just like pulling all all of the bad parts about Christianity yeah like the misogyny and he's like just pushing those really hard yeah rather than pushing like actual like generosity and, yeah and kindness and things like that he's pushing like judgment yeah so a little bit more about on the on the Christianity side he's gone beyond just involving that within his music to his very popular Sunday service and he's going to the church um, Joel Osteen's church. Can y'all talk a little bit more about what that means? <laughs> ooh, um, ooh, it's chaotic. Yeah, so it's chaotic. Joel Osteen is yeah. a is a big character, especially within the like Christianity mega church circuit. Mm-hmm. So, I I feel like it's very on brand. Um, especially yeah. <laughs> like it's it doesn't come out as a surprise because the Sunday service thing itself is sort of more. 
like you know he had his own like performance it was very kanye-esque whereas like gospel muse how well, long has that been going on by the way like oh. how long has he been doing that um i don't i can't remember but it's been yeah. a minute at like, least most of this year okay yeah okay. definitely most of the, i mean it, it had to have been before easter because i think like maybe even beginning last year okay um but yeah basically it's just like whatever it's like his own like he's taken a concert but he's reinvented it to this like sort of like gospel thing yeah um but then joel olstein mm. what it what a man <laughs> <laughs> um so like and it just makes sense for you have this like wealthy like sort of television christian pastor to partner up with kanye who's this new born-again christian mm-hmm. who's also the super popular wealthy dude to make something that's like a total show and i think they're selling tickets for it which on one hand you could see it like selling tickets as like a way to like crowd control because if you have every like yeah for sure if it was a free event that could be a security issue but at the same time it's just like an icky feeling anytime like you're going to church like the sentiment is still there yeah you're paying for it yeah weird exactly like ideally you shouldn't charge people to go to church because Mm -hmm. i don't know but um yeah, so it's just, it, it's very on brand. It's not surprising, but it still just, like, kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth, especially since in these, like, past couple years with the hurricanes and different tragedies that have hit Houston, Joel Olstein has closed off his church, um, although eventually reopened it with a lot of, like, pushback um, to, like, people who needed it or, like, the homeless. So it's mm-hmm. just, like, you have this another another sort of, like, super money-making event making these rich people richer That doesn't really go to benefiting anyone, like, either in the community or just, like, you know, people who need help, so. Yeah, Yeah. Kanye's really—he's becoming Christian. Well, he's been Christian. On his first album, he had Jesus Walks and talked about that. But, I mean, I guess he diverged from that with Jesus and things like that. But he's at least pushing Christianity as part of his brand now, Mm -hmm. which before he didn't— But he's not just becoming Christian, he's becoming part of the Christian 1%, which is a very different Mm, thing. Joel seems really the face of that, and I, like, I really just have a problem with him. I don't see how you can sit, basically, on this pile of money and preach down to everyone about how they are blessed, so just pray hard enough and you'll be blessed, Mm -hmm, too, mm -hmm. because that's not how it works Mm -hmm. at all. And it really feels like that's what they're selling like it's it becomes marketable like my success is due to god so i'm gonna tell you guys right. to believe in god and you'll have that too mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. a lot of it looks like to me and yeah i just don't like using religion for profit yeah basically which you need to but and i don't know some of it's just delusional really like on on god on Jesus is King, Kanye talks about like how his merch has to be priced the way it is. Oh yeah, <laughs> I have to sell my shirts because I can't be on Dancing with the Stars because I don't want my family to starve. As if if like, he didn't I make his shirts seventy five dollars, his family is not going to be able to have Nobu that night. As oh my if, god! As, as if like the Kardashians don't like pocket right. so much money already. Yeah. Just from, I mean, I don't know, but anyway, like they make money, like. They're gonna be wealthy if every like apocalypse happened. <laughs> your Y2K came back, everything banks shut down. They still have money that they could like right. live off of until the rest of eternity. Maybe they would have to live like a normal person or like within smaller means, but like, yeah, it was 
that was such a mean we're surviving y'all like (laughs) yeah like again 75 dollars. and that's the other thing too like going back off this whole like i'm christian now and like blah blah blah. but then you're selling this like astronomical price and things that are like without granted people don't need these shirts like you know, mm-hmm. it's it's just merch after all, but still just like trying to trying to justify it in the name of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're gonna do it then just do just it. Do but it. Don't people pay that much for merch. It happens, but don't say that you're doing it because you're God's soldier <laughs> to your family, because that's not what you're doing. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about what you individually think about Jesus as King in relation to his past works. Like how big of a change has that been? I know you you talked a little bit about um, the thematic changes, Casey, but how Christianity is still part of Kanye, like from his early works, but um, I guess both lyrical and sonical changes that you've noticed um, as he's grown to be a more prominent and controversial figure. Well, I think this album and his last album both sound kind of thrown together. Mm -hmm. And... um, you know, I don't think they've had as much of a good response as his previous work. For sure. Because of that same reason, he's known for the way he produces, the way he mixes his beats and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then these songs sound incomplete or thrown together or to me, when I so when I first listened to the album all the way through, I was waiting for some tracks in it to anchor it to something and I feel like nothing ever came along and I and I said like everything on this feels like an intro mm, yeah and I agree so I think then the sound of it added with the lyrics which there's really like there's just line after line of like hypocrisy yeah on it are part of what makes me feel like you know is this really a genuine project or is this just a hype machine? Mm -hmm. Because the delayed releases, then, you know, he's like, oh, I can't release it. I have to fix how these songs are mixed together. And then he releases it and it's not anything groundbreaking. I mean, he said Ultra Light Beam was a better gospel song Mm -hmm. than anything on this album. Yeah. Um, Groundbreaking, you mentioned that. What... To compare it to, what are your favorite Kanye albums or songs that you consider were, I guess, people solidify him <laughs> as genius? Or you think justify that kind of sense that he's, you know, really, really, I mean, he is talented. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay, so his thing is 808s, right? Yeah. Which, if, at the time of its release, was like, everyone was like, what is this? This is trash. And <laughs> then it goes on to become extremely influential in the music that we listen to even today and hip-hop altogether, which has continued to rise as an important genre. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, maybe what happened with that album is part of what drives his ignorance to criticism because, I mean, you could see that at the time of its release, it was like, what is this? This sound is bad. Like, it was pretty much, you know, like, trashed. And now people are seeing the exact opposite. So I'm sure that definitely feeds in to mm-hmm. how Kanye responds to the criticisms that he gets and his, how his current fans respond to it. Mm-hmm. Because I still feel like no matter what he does, like at this point, there's going to be a certain fan base that just like holds on. Oh, yeah. they, don't, they don't care. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. so long for the ride. Yeah. Um, but 
personally for me, some of my favorite albums, I mean, I really like his first ones. I really like College Dropout. Um, I really like Late Registration, especially for the lyricism on those. He has like, you know, he has like yeah. his little jokes he throws in and his little like one-liners and things like that that people either like or they don't like. But songs like All Falls Down and Spaceship off of um, College Dropout and then Addiction, Diamonds from Sierra Leone off of Late Registration have a, I don't know, a wiseness to them, I guess. I just like he's very illustrative and mm-hmm. the stories that he tells and those and they're very humble mm-hmm. um and they talk about people's struggles and his hard work and his struggles so that's what made me connect with him originally as an artist because i was like these beats are good like yeah. the songs are good the hooks are good and his content is good mm-hmm. and then since then it's been like the balance is more in favor of the sound yeah. Then the content, and then now they're both <laughs> they're both kind of you know going somewhere that I don't really understand. I yeah. guess. Um, but yeah, I really I really liked um, his first few albums. I liked Life of Pablo. It's good. I mean, I did. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, what about you? What about what do you think about his evolution as an artist? And what are your some of your favorites? Yeah. So. Kind of, like, just echoing Casey, like, definitely his, like, older stuff was really good. I think in terms of my personal favorite, I really liked um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. I don't, like, I know that's... I like that, too. It's, it was, like, a good album. I've had someone tell me that they're, like, but it's, like, most of it in the middle is just, like, not listenable. And I was, like, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's listenable to me. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like all the way up until, like, maybe 2010, I feel like... Jesus was good, but I think that was kind of the start of like when he began to falter. Yeah, pretty the much. Start of his just like just journey like, into being problematic and just chaotic. Yeah, just chaotic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's like when he started to like kind of espouse more just like super controversial things. Yeah, I mean, this was post. I mean, I my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was also post Taylor Swift, but I just feel right. like since then it just like kind of culminated into something bigger and he's became richer and started dating Kim Kardashian all this stuff sort of happened but yeah um my beautiful dark twisted fantasy definitely one that I really like um and what is the other question (laughs) I'm sorry the evolution of like his sound what do you make of that like from genius to to what he is figure to person (laughs) to person who i mm. interesting interesting person i mean honestly i wouldn't say like he did have a moment in recent history like i would say kids see ghost was i really like kids see ghost and i'm also i really love kid cuddy and i think kid cuddy has also been on this path where he had a kind of about with mental illness yeah which i know don't want to deviate too much but like speeding bullet to heaven that hmm that was an album that he put out that was not good. But since then, he's, like, kind of risen from that, and he's gotten so much better, and he put out, um, oh, I forget the album name, Slaying or Demon Slaying or something like mm. that. He put that one out. It was really good, and he's had different features, and then he comes out with Kids See Ghost with Kanye, and that project, the both of them together, was so good. But like Casey said, like, yay, kind of iffy, and then the lyrics on there where he's kind of, like, a bit misogynistic and mm-hmm. the way he talks about, like, his daughters, even though they're, like, 
five. They're like babies. They're yeah. like literal That's babies. Crazy. Kind of already like, I mean, his his sort of like view on that, like it's well meaning, but then you can see the like misogyny that's kind of like yeah interspersed with that so yeah that was bad and then jesus is king it had its moments i think i really like like more choral like worship music that's like kind of cool like when they have the choir and everything Mm -hmm. but then it just like it's it's just constantly just like falling off like it doesn't have like a like a solid ground yeah yeah and like yeah and then i mean the kenny g feature was good but you can't kenny g. you can't rely on one kenny g feature to like <laughs> save your project if only we all could yeah <laughs> if only we could all just rely on kenny g for everything but yeah i just think overall just like it wasn't produced well mm-hmm. it was for the amount of time that he had and honestly he didn't have to announce that he was going to drop it like he could have just dropped something i feel for like for sure and but and no one was waiting on it no one's yeah. like where's everyone's Kanye? like um yeah i think like after that first skip date everybody <laughs> was like okay well whatever so right. he, he didn't have to create all the hype just to delay it just to say he's fixing production like just fix your production and then choose another day to do it you know yeah so his evolution i don't know his sound is definitely better he is more I feel like cohesive and intelligent in the beginning had some really good points, especially relating to just like his struggles and also like, I mean, we went from um, George Bush doesn't care about black people, Kanye to like MAGA Kanye, and it's yeah. like that's always that's like my, I don't know if my first thing, but like Kanye as a person, yeah, my first thing, and I was like. You know, you see it originally and you're like, oh, that's shocking. But you get older and you look at that and you're like, damn, like. Like he was ahead of his time. He was ahead of right. his time. And even with the Taylor Swift thing, that didn't make me not a fan of him. Yeah. Because I, if he was, obvi- I mean, he was like drunk. He was like <laughs> wrong yeah. to get up on the stage and do that. But at the core of what he's saying is like black artists are deserving these awards and they're not getting them. Yeah. And it, yeah. It was like, like Beyonce. Like, Yeah. Beyonce did deserve that award. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why I wasn't mad because I agreed with him. I was like, well, I don't agree with the way you did it at all, but yeah. I, I right. agree with what you're saying. Like, I mean, I think it's true. And then somehow he's gone from this renegade that is like, you know, from Chicago, like connected to these things, like a voice for black people to the exact opposite of that. Yeah. And for right. what and for what reason is what I really don't understand. Well the thing is he's, he's a free thinker. He oh my God. <laughs> anyway, he still the the thing about that is he still thinks he is. He thinks by right. by choosing to wear the Make America Great Again hat and vote for Trump and support Trump that he's freeing black people from being Democrats, which like, again, I understand because black people shouldn't have to be forced to be Democrats because both parties have problems, but this is a political podcast. But anyways, <laughs> um, but at the same time, like the, the, it's just like, we know the administration is bad and they've said horrible things and they're not helpful to black people. So I think for him to just like say that it's also clear that his wealth can put him in this totally other box yeah. where he can be like, but I'm speaking for black people, but then realize that like, no, you're not. You can, yeah. because you're clearly you're out of touch with for sure and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And so. he thinks he's like the head of this counterculture movement, maybe yeah. like, because what he's like, oh, you know, we don't have to fit in the status quo. Like, let's free ourselves from this, and then that's where all the rhetoric about slavery comes in but it's like there's there's a status quo 
about black people not liking Trump for a pretty good reason. Yeah. It's not something you have to fight against. Well, yeah, it's like interesting with this whole status quo thing, too, because I was watching um, his interview with Big Boy that he did where he he like deviated a lot. But he was saying like he, it was like a similar sentiment where he was just like in this younger generation, like they love me, whatever like that. He's like the like high schoolers and college kids love me. I was like high school boys and college boys probably aren't like <laughs> the smartest, He's the smartest like that is probably isn't very like telling of like that you're super wise but i think he just sort of meant that like the youth really like sees me as this visionary and he was like Mm -hmm. and kids at mit like you need to stop doing what they tell you and just like make stuff to help our plant like he went on a whole tangent but i think it's just like the way that he was saying it it was clear it was like that whole like pull yourself up by the bootstraps just like do it sort of mentality and it's just clearly out of touch right it's like no you need funding and he's like why are you like you guys are getting funding but from who whatever and i'm like exactly what does that even mean yeah (laughs) so he's just he's just clearly out of touch with where he once was like from being in chicago actually like you know, working hard to, like, get into design school, things like that, make beats, stuff like that, to now he's just, like, this whole mega figure who can, I guess, technically do whatever he wants because, yeah, he will always have that, like, fan base of, like, mm-hmm. like the fif- boy. 15 to 30-year-old <laughs> boys on Reddit. <laughs> year old. Oh, my God. Back the, the range. Yeah. Quote range. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any closing statements, ladies, on what the future of Kanye, um, what you can predict the future of Kanye will be if he will continue to ride this wave or, I don't know, flip heads, change, change people's perceptions? Is there is there any redeeming qualities, do you think, that can come from this point forward from what he's done? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I would like to think so. Like, I think everybody has a chance to be redeemed, but I just think with where he's going right now, like, if it he would doesn't be, change. Yeah, it would be a long time, and also, like, it would be a super surprising flip if all of a sudden, like, the next couple of years, he's like, oh, you know, sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I guess he's been kind of doing that now, where he's like, I've made a mistake. Uh oh. So I, I don't know. I just feel like he'll continue to be Kanye he'll continue to say these super controversial things he'll continue to like he says he's not rapping anymore making I don't believe that at all I don't think I I don't I don't know if I believe it or not I mean I know he's (laughs) he's not consistent I know that for a fact he's never been consistent but I think in terms of like continuing on with being this like sort of I mean, he. What did he want? He wanted to rename himself to Christian billionaire guy. Christian billionaire genius Kanye West. Yes, I think. Wow, I, think I didn't know that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> forgot to mention that. But with all the craziness he says, oh it God. just feels like a blip. Yeah. But, um, I think he's gonna continue on that path of being a Christian billionaire genius Kanye West. Do I, y'all think he's gonna reach the sonic acclaim that he has once had? Do you think he can? go back to that or do you think because of the last few flops that he's had and with how controversial he is now that that's not really something he get like the level um of respect um that he can get back to i i would say that i mean he still i feel like he i mean he still knows how to produce beats even though this Mm -hmm. last one was a flop like musicians do make mistakes and things like that i think this is if this is the sonic path that he's going to continue down then he can obviously improve and make better songs and like like you said like ultra light beam was good, yeah, it's a good song. he has other songs that are like 
you know, sort of like Christian centered, yeah, like older stuff that has been good. So I feel like he can do that, but I just feel like overall, like in terms of like, can you get any more wackier than this? I just think eventually people will stop caring. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think that I don't really believe he's now and forever a gospel artist. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that he thinks this is his redemption, that this is his turning point and that people are going to come be all on his side again or whatever he thinks is going to happen as a result of this. But I think saying that he's going to be a gospel artist for the rest of his life is a gimmick um, to play up his commitment to this. Yeah. I think he'll release another rap album. Um, And I think, you know, if he slows down, he's been putting out projects very quickly. Yeah. And I think if he slows down, and especially maybe if he stayed on this gospel path, um, I think he can still develop something good. I think what is bad about what he's released is that it sounds incomplete mm-hmm. and it sounds thrown together. But I mean, there's stuff there, right? That if you took Chick Fil A out of it, it, might be okay. <laughs> oh my god! We talk about no. That we, can we talk about that real quick? Um, what is there to say other than that it was like bad? Like what? <laughs> but what it's like so bad that like people. It, it's it got people talking about that line. Like that's, that's one of true. the only lines that you can pull out of that album and be like wow that, that was a line <laughs> maybe this is his end to finally own a franchise oh my god oh um, my well he's playing the long game he was he like, never even knew he yeah wow Two maybe he is a visionary still maybe we'll <laughs> years from now we'll look back when he owns his one chick-fil-a franchise and we're gonna mm-hmm. be like wow christian <laughs> billionaire genius kind of oh my god that's so, ridiculous yeah okay, okay let's end this with Best song of Kanye and worst song of Kanye. Oh, of all time? Of all time. Oh, my. Rough. Okay. I wish I had time to prepare for this. <laughs> um, oh, my, my internet's gone. Okay. Um, goodness. I don't have any. I'm not that knowledgeable of Mr. Best song of, of Kanye. That's a... He has really I know. One. It's like you gotta... Like, look. It's a very big... Can I just say one that I know? It's like, I wouldn't... No, I don't want to say that one for that one. <laughs> I was gonna say homecoming. I just really like that song, but I don't think it's his best song. But I was just gonna stick with that because okay. I was like, I enjoy it. But let me let me think. He's got so he had so many good ones. Okay, look, I have a best song. It's controversial. My okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record right now <laughs> and say that my favorite Kanye album is probably Late Registration. Okay, but my. On the spot, my favorite Kanye song is No More Parties in L.A. Ooh, that was controversial. That's pretty, yeah, (laughs) wow. What can I say? Okay, well then, okay, what song should I say is his best then? I would say, okay, well, in that case, I'm just going to go, since I love my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, I'm going to say Monster because, well, one, he has Boney Bear on it. Love Bon Iver. <laughs> but also, you have Nicki Minaj's verse, which is Crazy. a whole cultural, like, moment. It's so moment. funny that, like, that whole, that verse is what sticks out to you, and then you chose that as your favorite Kanye song. I know. I was like, just like, let me pick the one that has the least amount won. of Nikki Kanye. Won. <laughs> Nikki did win on that one. Um, no, that song was so good. So I would say that was one of his best. Jay-Z's verse is terrible. Gosh. what a, He's <laughs> such an old head. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want my weaknesses. 
love. I was like, oh, give oh, it go. I, like, I gotta go. I gotta go. We'll have to do another episode on Jay-Z about how much of an old head he is. But oh, my God. That's a different time. Okay, and then, Casey, do you have your worst? Or? Um. Okay, so I picked for my worst all mine off of VA. Yeah, I could see that just one. Just that one. I mean, it's just, you know. It's just, eh. It makes you feel just like, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay, and then I guess worse would probably be the one he had with Little Pump. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, my I God. I forgot about that Yeah, song. that's true. It's, it's a fun song, that's I think. That's a just safe like, worst. Yeah, it is a safe worst. I I don't think I have a controversial worst. That would be if I had if I had prepared the controversial best ahead worst. of time, then I would have come up with something like yeah. I kind of put y'all on the spot on that one. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm only a little mad. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, All right. Okay. So thank you guys so much for sitting with me and sharing your hot take of the week. Tune into our next episode, which will feature a brand new hot take about what's up next in your queue. Glow My God is a bi-weekly podcast by Afterglow ATX. Follow us on all social media at Afterglow ATX for more updates.